Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. Um, this probably might be your second episode you're listening to. You've got a lot of Eric, so uh, making up for some days that we've missed, and I'm we're able to do it a little bit more now that uh, the the project, the station. Um, has been created and transitioned, and now it's just a lot of um, housekeeping and maintenance. So if you hear songs that you like and you're like, that verse isn't usually in the th- semi-charm life, like that's um, cleaning up a lot of little things like that. Um, here today, let's uh, or now, I'm going to talk about Taylor Swift. I want you to give me a little bit of latitude in talking about a, a pretty scary incident. Um, my UFOologists or the people that believe. This is a pretty neat event I've never heard of, not that far away. And you know, I I struggle to shop and eat out now. But one thing is definitely easier. First, thank you to a couple of places. Um, I don't make it a point. I don't think I am known for whether it's here, on the air, on social. I mean, unless there is a serious affront or aggrievement. Um, I don't specifically call out places and go in on them real hard. Not like many people do. And by the way, the Humane Society incident with the girl who was pregnant and giving birth to her kid, and then I guess she left her nephew or somebody in charge who couldn't read, and I guess her dogs were found in filth, so the Humane Society um, repossessed them and then and then uh, adopted them out. Um, I hope this thing works out for the best. She seems like an okay per an, an okay person, at least looking at her dog pictures, and maybe they were in filth, which is a problem. Uh, and this seems to be like um, both both parties were were a bit in the wrong, and I and I hope it works itself out. I hope it works itself out. Oh, uh, uh, Olivia, you know we don't do a whole lot of pop culture things. Uh, Olivia Wilde probably called out. Harry Styles, something she said on a podcast or whatever about, you know, real singers shouldn't do karaoke. And I guess her ex, Harry Styles, loved doing karaoke. Something always smelled bad with her. Um, Remember, we don't know 99.8% of these people's lives, as I always say. But Jason Sudeikis seemed like a good dude, and the things she was saying... He did, just didn't seem in character. We, we don't know, but we can follow patterns. Um, and then she struck up the Harry relationship during the movie she was making with Harry and then Florence Pugh. I forget the, the name of the movie. Chris Pine was in it. Remember they had that, that weird instance where was he like, did Harry do something to him? Like, it's all messy. And she was the head of that. That was her movie. Um, it, it's the, the, my, my Taylor Swift theory. If all these things keep happening to you, it, it it's you. Thank you uh, to Dr. Smith um, and my friend Gene Drees, who invited me uh, to be a part of, I don't know, psychology class or what, but I was over at UT last night. I don't think I got a ticket. Um, I parked correctly. And basically, uh, Dr. Smith interviewed me, um, a bit of a, like a mock intake, and I was allowed to riff a bit, and he, he seemed like an extremely smart guy, and I believe he is also a, a practitioner, a psychiatrist or psychologist. I would have loved to have worked with him uh, at some point in my life. Uh, he asked some fantastic questions, including, 
Do you think if your parents didn't have the lack the, the intimacy issues, which was lack of intimacy and affection, do you think you would have developed the anxiety and mental health issues that you did when you were young? I was like, that's a great fucking question. I have no idea. But I hope the kids got something out of that. Um, I always love talking about um, mental health. It, it, it's funny. Doing those kinds of presentations actually activates my, as I've always said, my productive hypomania. Thank you to uh, Yark Service. Um, when I got back from Philadelphia, I filled up my gas tank and I, maybe I bent something, but I, I couldn't close the, the, not the cap on the gas tank, but the outer, the outer flap, I couldn't close it. Put a little oomph into it, it closed. But then the lever wouldn't open it. So they got me fixed up uh, real fast, extremely helpful. Also, uh, my AAA, where I get my oil changes at on airport, they're helpful. Um, my garage door opener, the remote, has been a little wonky. I changed out the battery, um, but I had to press it really hard for it to open. And I bought a couple of garage openers to try to do it myself. I couldn't. And then they're like, yeah, you have to go to the box. And I knew that my garage door and the openers were older. I'm like, okay, uh, let me call a professional. Um, and, and the kid Ryan that came out from precision was helpful. It was, uh, it was $98 plus for, for the service call, $18 for the, uh, the fuel surcharge. And, um, as, as it often happens, like here at the radio station, if something is not working, I get Josh, the engineer. I'm like, can you fix this? He's like, it's working just fine. It's like the engineer's cure. Um, Ryan said, I'm hitting the button and it's working. I'm like, I'm not freaking surprised. Um, and I was ready to go to Home Depot to get a couple of less expensive garage door openers. But I got the one from him. It's 86 bucks. Works both garage doors. Now I'll use the old one that I wanted him to fix as an extra. He oiled the garage, so it's much quieter opening now, which I think my neighbor appreciates. Um, he said, he, I asked him about the, the what kind of shape the garage door is in. I think my place is probably about 45 years old. It's probably I think it was made in 80 or 83, so it's about my age. We have some massive... Um, uh, improvements, repairs, painting that needs to be done, which is going to cost me and my three, me and the three other people in my condo association six grand each. So I spend, I buy stuff I don't need, like my transformers. But I always earmark money, like water heater is going to break. There's going to be a pipe that goes. Um, he's like, it, it's old, but it's in good shape. And as I suspected, and I think you, you, I hope you know this, like newer things aren't made as well as older things. Um, for all the people that hate capitalism, that's one of the rackets they run. Like if you have to replace it more often, then you can spend money more frequently. I've had people who say their refrigerator lasted three years. I'm like, what? There's people that have had refrigerators like the ugly 80s colored kind for decades. He's like, yeah, yours is in good shape. Um, the springs have been replaced recently. It's it's in good shape. Um, aesthetically, it, it looks fine. I'm like, cool, thanks. So that was some peace of mind. So it was $180, $180 and I gave him cash. My dad gave me a, uh, a grandparent handshake on my way home. I'm like, dad, what am I going to do with all this money? Um, 
So I gave a bunch of it to Ryan, and then I used a bunch of it, the rest of it to uh, to my oil change. So shout out to to that for good service. And you know, let me jump to what I was going to get to last. And what is better when it comes to transactions? You've heard me say I, I don't love. I pulled back on going out to eat for a variety of reasons. Um, the service is not good. Sometimes people just have bad attitudes. Sometimes they have a bad attitude because they take their life, their home life to work with them. Maybe they're in a terrible situation at home. Maybe they have an asshole boss. So I I give them some latitude and I try to be understanding. Um, things are super expensive now. Like I'm not paying whatever it was like $18 for a good but $18 for a burger at Fridays or something like that. It's not that I don't have the money, but it's like in my mind, like that's not $18 worth of food. And I know the the economy and the calculus of life are changing and maybe I'll adapt to it. But yeah, I, I just don't go out as much for, for those things are more expensive, not getting my, not feel like I'm getting my money's worth, the service, so on and so forth. I'm so fortunate that I can run all my errands in the middle of the day or early in the morning so that if I do need help, um, someone can help me and there's not many people waiting in line uh, ahead of me. And those people get testy and whatnot and then it rubs off on the employee. So, you know what has gotten a heck of a lot easier? And this is this this began within the last five years. Um, I used to hate having to make customer service phone calls. My credit got dinged by Dell because I couldn't, connect with someone who understood the language or be helpful um, when I was trying to, to work on an issue and my credit got dinged and I, I hated getting shipped overseas. Like my heart still sinks if I hear someone with a really thick accent and not all the time, but I'd say 50, 50, half the time the person can be helpful and we can get through maybe the language barrier. The other time I called T-Mobile once, you know, my internet is $50 a month flat but the customer service is not good, not helpful. You know what's a lot easier now? Returning shit. And again, this is this was pre-COVID. Um, I was never a, oh, I'll just buy it and return it if I don't like it kind of person. I, I didn't want to go through the hassle of returning anything, whether I bought it at the physical location and definitely not online. And this is beyond um, just Amazon. If you buy something off of Amazon and you don't want it, like you can bring the box in almost whatever condition and just hand the item to uh, somebody at Kohl's where they have a, a station set up specifically for Amazon Amazon returns. They'll box it up and ship it out. Just show them the QR code. I, I, I love it. Um, and look, this is why we deal with Amazon. The prices can be lower. I can get products that I wouldn't get locally. Uh, and it's super easy to return stuff, but it is easier to return stuff to physical stores. I return stuff to Target fairly often. I return made two returns to Home Depot this week. I, I make I make the like today. I return a garage door opener, and uh, Ryan unprogrammed, deprogrammed it, put it back in the box, and I just grabbed the box. I don't know if you put everything in there. They didn't look. Said, is anything wrong with it? I'm like, no, just it's the wrong one for my garage. Um, she did look at the receipt and, you know, as long as you have the receipt and if they ask you for your, sometimes you have the receipt and they can do it through the debit card. I could, I could have taken my dog. I could take taken Andre into Home Depot today and go, yeah, this doesn't work with my garage. Do you have the receipt? No. Do you have the debit card that you, you used to buy it? I do. Here you go. And then they take my dog. <laughs> it is a lot easier to return things. Um, 
I am returning with more intent and consistency to threads because my Twitter experience just isn't good anymore. And it's not because I have to deal with hate and all that stuff, but I think a lot of people have left and the algorithm is is drunk. So I'm trying to, when I put stuff on, on Twitter, I'm not calling it X. Hey, did you see that X I put out? that tweet I put out. I'm doing it on threads. Um, It is my Instagram. So at chase underscore Eric. And I'm fairly certain you don't even care because I I said when threads came around, you're going to get on this and leave it for the same reason you get on Twitter. You didn't get on Twitter. I don't understand it. And it's words. And I like words and most people like pictures and video. But if you're there and want to follow, there you go. It is a potpourri of my stream of consciousness, everything from mental health to some political things, to some sports things, to nerd things. Uh, What else did I want to get to? Um, Taylor Swift. We know that Taylor Swift affects economies, good and bad, depending on which way the money is going. Um, If you're a business, you're making money. If you're spending to see her, you're, what was the number? Like you're spending the average is spending over $1,000 for your Taylor Swift experience, and you're, you're getting your money's worth, I suppose. She put a post up the other day about something about voting, and within a very short period of time, 30,000 people registered to vote, and I'm going to be pretty sure that they're all, they all think the way that we do, so that's good news. Um, You know what? Like, And granted, it's a different world now, but it's like, I bet the people that created MTV and Rock the Vote in the 90s and 2000s are like, why couldn't we do that? Well, you're not Taylor Swift. And I'm sure they used artists that were like Taylor Swift at the time, but it just didn't work. As she is, she fascinates me. Her music is fine. Um, It's not my favorite artist. Not Not my favorite songs. I have favorites, but not my favorite songs, but I have no disrespect for her. I think she plays the victim a lot. And the Travis Kelsey thing is fascinating because she is running a business and she's one of the best businesses. She, and this is what I respect and adore about her and find her fascinating. Um, she's one of the best businesses, one of the best brands on earth. Um, she is like Amazon or Nike or McDonald's. Taylor Swift is a massive brand and one of the best run businesses on earth. But while she can affect economies and, and, and register to vote, she can't seem the corral ticket master. There's always a freaking issue with that. And that that kind of bugs me. Like, you're Taylor Swift. People hate Ticketmaster. The fees for this and for that. Like, you you should, like, take phone calls and be like, I, I'm Taylor Swift. I would like to take your credit card and give you tickets to my show with no fees. You're Taylor Swift. Like, you could, you could influence the presidential election. What else did I have here? Uh, there's a pretty neat festival that caught my eye in Fremont. I don't know if it has much to do with them, but I guess there is some alien influence in the fun. The Crop Circle Art Festival is happening in Fremont. Crop, what did we ever figure out who did crop circles? With that, um, did you see the story that um, a military jet, an F something, an F thirty something, vanished? Um, the pilot had ejected. This is in South Carolina, and we knew that he was okay. And I guess they just found the wreckage of it, and people saw the plane inverted before the pilot ejected. It's a strange story. Um, but what's kind of struck me, and if, I guess there were late night shows happening right now, like it was a stealth jet. So, of course, you couldn't find it. 
Last thing, um, I'm glad everybody's okay. I saw that a uh, little blind boy's stuff was wrecked in the Shoreland, Ele- Shoreland Elementary car crash. And I'm glad to hear that my friends at the Ability Center are swooping in to help that little boy. The Ability Center already has a pretty solid relationship with Washington local schools. Um, the guy crashed into this brand new school wall. Like It still smells like new shoes or a new car. He was drunk, no insurance, no license. And I guess he screamed... And by the way, a car also crashed into a bar downtown at Quenched and Tempered. Anyway, back to the Shoreland situation. Um, I guess at some point this person screamed, I'm not to the police. I'm not going to let you catch me so I can give the government money I don't have. I have always been intrigued by... People who commit crimes, not the worst of crimes, um, but like like property things and, and things where you can get sued for. Like, you have no money. Like, I don't know if they had the mentality, like, go ahead and sue me. I don't have anything. Some some might, but I, like, what happens there? If you don't have insurance and they don't have any money, who who or what are you suing? Um, and I guess that that is definitely a question for a lawyer. Um, and again, I ask for a little latitude here and humor. Um, it sucks that the school the school's going to have to probably pay some kind of insurance deductible. But not having insurance got this guy out of what was likely a $500 deductible. <clears throat> he'll also be, uh, he'll, he will also likely be in jail where the customer service that I complained about might, might not be great. And the food's probably not that good, but he's going to get fed three times a day. <sighs> Uh, he will also have a place to to live and stay and will not have to deal with the housing crisis or the 7% interest rate on mortgages. Quite savvy on his part. I obviously say this extremely tongue-in-cheek. Thanks for being here for today's podcast. Looks like Bethany and Jaden are lined up for a Friday.